4: Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The X-Zone. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free 800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at TV.com On all social media sites, X-Zone Radio TV and our website. Guess what it is? You've got it. TV.com. My guest this hour is uh, Sandrea Mosses. She's an international medium, but she's also an author. And as I said, she's an international medium uh, for many years now. She has worked in Canada, Ireland, Wales, Spain, and Gran Canaria. She has performed on churches, halls, centers for many, many years. As a medium, she is renowned for her speed and accuracy, astonishing audiences at every performance. Now, she's the author of Vanquishing Ghosts and Demons, and um, it, it's it's a great book. It tells about how mediums work and how Sandria with a team of mediums has for many years removed unseen and darknesses from people's lives. She's appeared on Howard Hughes' Unexplained TV, BBC West Midlands, uh, Faken Radio, Gran Canaria, and... Um, also, Spirit and Destiny magazine has written up on her, so joining me now from the beautiful United Kingdom is my guest this hour, Sandria Mosses, and Sandria, welcome to the X-Zone.
5: Thank you, Rob. Um, well, it's a pleasure to be here.
4: My goodness, how did you ever get started on your quest to being a medium?
5: <coughs> um, uh, when you look back, you wonder how you ever get on these journeys, and, mm-hmm. and you, it kind of fell together. Opportunities and opportunities um, and are all fell into um, place. Um, I went to work uh, at somewhere and I met someone I hadn't seen for about uh, 12 years and we just ended up doing a journey together, wow. which was learning to do mediumship.
4: How does one learn how to become a medium?
5: <clears throat> um, you can train to be a medium. Well, but there has to be a natural gift there as well. Mm-hmm. You can train people to do basic um, mediumship, which is through which is through um, meditation, training the mind to quieten the mind so the mind can receive strengthening links with guides. Um, it was only after I started developing did I realise I'd always known these things, and I just assumed everybody else did.
4: Wow, what was your first experience as a medium like?
5: Um, <laughs> um my first experience with me i'd had done meditations for quite mm-hmm. a while with um uh, with um, my friend Danny Cornwall and we'd done lots of meditations together, but we'd just gone on on fun journeys and when I went to the Spruce church and um, that was shown how to make the link, I didn't realize what I was supposed to be doing and i uh, I I had the most amazing link without realising if I had this little girl come in. And I was trying to get her out of my meditation, Mm -hmm. which was quite funny, really. And then when they said feedback, I had to try and get her back again. So I was very fortunate to straight away to have a very, very strong link um, with the afterlife.
4: Wow. Do you think that there are more people who have the ability who just may get a glimpse into... What they see, or or something that is communicated from the other side, that they just put it to uh, a hunch, or oh wow, I I knew that was going to happen, or you know, I had a funny feeling that.
5: Oh, absolutely, Rob, without doubt. And people are born psychic. <clears throat> people are naturally psychic. We're naturally gifted, but as we as we develop, as we grow, we lose it, and we logic it. Our worst enemy is our mind, because our mind will logic it out and think, oh well. You know, perhaps I thought it you know, it was just a coincidence and sure. um, that's how I thought it and so we, we often lose this natural innate ability to help us especially in our hours of need
4: isn't that the truth um, are are you seeing more children or more young people starting to become mediums than let's say 15, 20 years ago
5: um, I think children naturally have a gift I I've see. come across some amazing children um, and through my work and still now they, they, they never fail to amaze me in their abilities and what they can mm-hmm. do and I think we're living in a, a little a more accepting world now whereas the imaginary friends that they can see and talk to um, is getting more accept um, and more accepting and I think as time goes on we're going to see a lot more children uh, being allowed to be psychic um, and not you know it. Shh, sure.
4: That. You and I have to take our first commercial break. Please stand by, dear. Exo Nation, my guest this hour, is uh, <coughs> Sandrea Mosses. And uh, Sandrea and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break in about two minutes as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast centre in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. For more information on Sandrea, her website is www.sandreamosses.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates, Welcome back everyone, Sandrea Mosses is my guest this hour, www.sandreamosses.co.uk is her website. And uh, Sandrea, tell me about your new book, Vanquishing Ghosts and Demons.
5: Um, Well, uh, firstly, I never set out to write a book.
3: Hmm.
5: I just wrote down stories of, um, I was actually encouraged by by my husband, to write down stories of situations I, that I'd encountered. And that is what the book is about. It's a series of stories and um, clearances that I'd been on. And um, the weddings have are put it together very nicely into different segments. Mm. But um, that's basically what it's about. It's about my work clearing lost souls, souls that have just needed a little bit of help over right the way through to dealing with demonic forces.
4: Tell me about the demonic forces because, you know, there are so many people that I've had the opportunity of speaking to over the years who say, ah, come on, there's no such thing as a demon. It's all in the person's mind. And I say, I don't know about that. Tell me about the experiences you've had that I can tell these people, hey, I had this great lady on the show. Her name is Sandrea Mosses, and she said, bang. (coughs) Um,
5: Possibly um th- th- there are several demonic forces that I've put uh, um, that I've put in the book mm-hmm. and um one of the ones that comes to mind uh, involved uh, a girl of eight a girl of 18 and this girl of 18 would be pulled from her bed and, and um if you can imagine her bed was she was in a four poster uh, bed mm-hmm. um facing the door with a window to her extreme right and she would be whipped out of bed. Past the bottom of the bed, wow. up past the wardrobes, towards the window. In a second, <clears throat> she would be physically thrown out of bed, and then could be physically thrown back into bed in exactly the same amount of time, just in seconds. Um, and, and she would just um, and be ripped out of bed and thrown from one side to the other.
4: So, so tell me, how do we explain the 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 forces behind <laughs> these uh, these? Um Happenings, the the girl who was whipped and pulled out of her bed. How can we explain an invisible force has the ability to do something? We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast
0: while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you.
2: our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Think physical.
5: Um, Rob, there's a lot in our world that is unexplained and, and, and possibly will be mm. um, and before, you know, to the end of our lives. We won't have answers to everything. But it my understanding, what I believe, is that, you know, we have a world around us, you know, we have the astral plane, and we have we have entities that live on there that should not be allowed into this world. They don't know love, they don't know how to exist in here, they have extreme powers, and when they get into our world, they cause absolute chaos. Somehow a rip comes in the, in, in, in the, in, in the ethereal and allows these entities into our world, and once they're here... They're going nowhere. They're here to stay.
4: So, how can we? Well, how how can we get rid of them? There must be something we can do that that will push them back to where they where they belong.
5: One of the things that that, that takes place, and a lot of of understanding about dealing with clearances, mm-hmm. it, it is often a psychic battle. It is mind to mind, and if you can have the strength when these entities come at you, to to know and push them back. And if you can overpower them with your power, you can overpower your personal power, you you can knock them away, you can knock them out of your world. It's when they end up more powerful than you. You can't do that, but you need to seek help.
4: How different is the real world of demonology compared to that of the Hollywood version? And I'm thinking about The Exorcist.
5: You know, um, um, I don't think there's a lot of, um, I think the exorcist uh, was extremism. I mean, it, it was really to, you know, with the changing the face mm-hmm. and everything. But this does happen. It is very, very rare. But I have come across cases, very, very rarely, but, but where the demonic force has actually physically taken over the person. It's actually somehow managed to overshadow them and take over that body. Hmm. It's nowhere near as bad as Hollywood. And I've certainly never seen people, uh, to the extent of Hollywood, nowhere near. I mean, that's in that showmanship. But, you know, there are some threads of truth in what Hollywood portrays in films like The Exorcist.
4: If there is a heaven, and if there is a hell, and these demons come from what we have been taught or have been brainwashed into believing as hell, why is it then that people like, like you are called in to ward off the demons instead of the angels from the angelic realm coming down and fighting that battle? And after all, this is what we've been told has happened throughout history, good versus evil.
5: Um, I think a medium is the earth link that allows the other side, the angelic world, to do their job. Mm. And, and uh, a medium will be the link between the two. It will be the link between the two worlds. And sometimes life is very, very complicated. And when we start looking at the universal laws, Rob, and one of the universal laws is free will. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, whether people have meant to, whether they haven't, people have invited these entities in. And um, one of the ways is not using an Ouija board properly. And you know, being uns- you know, that can actually invite something in if you happen to use that Ouija board in a place where the energy can connect Mm -hmm. down deep into the bowels of hell, then you're in a bit of difficulty because you've invited that that person in or that entity in.
4: Have you yourself ever been harmed physically or spiritually by a demonic force?
5: I've been harmed, I have been harmed physically. Uh, It's usually if I'm caught off guard, if I'm caught off guard um, the, what will often happen is that I will get knocked to the floor,
0: hmm.
5: um, and I will get knocked backwards. I will get knocked over. I'll get pushed. Uh, but usually it, it's because for moments that I've lost um, that, um, and that I've I've let my guard um, go down. But I certainly feel that I've been um, made physically ill through my encounters. In my early days, in my encounters, in not understanding the importance of cleansing and making sure that when before we leave at the end of the night, that there is nothing on, on any of us.
4: To what end does your own religious belief play in the strength that you have when dealing with dem- demonic entities?
5: Um, I'm a spiritualist, Rob, which is quite fortunate, really, because we believe in the existence mm-hmm. of the afterlife. We believe in angels. And so my religion, I'm looking, um, supports. Um, the exi- We know that the existence of the afterlife, we, we know we can communicate, we know that guides. There. So I don't have a conflict with my religion and my beliefs and what's been happening to me over the last 15 years.
4: Do you find, or has it been your experience, that those people with less than a a, how can I best phrase this, without a practicing portion of a religious philosophy, are more Apt to be affected by demonic powers.
5: Um, I think if you if you have a strong faith mm-hmm. and and a strong belief and you have that strong connection, I think it's much easier to call for assistance, to ask for assistance, to to ask the other side to help you than 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 somebody who hasn't got a strong faith. I think. Um, a lot, of people, you know, we have a reduction in, in, in faith. Don't mean in people, in people practicing their religion. Yes. That that strength helps you. It may mm. not always work, but you've got a better chance if you have that faith.
4: So, how does being a medium relate to banishing <coughs> ghosts and demons? Like, what's the connection here?
5: Yeah, and you know, well, it took me a while to really understand how, why medium, and, and you know, why not someone else. Mm-hmm. As a medium, you can, you can tune in. I can tune in and I can talk to you know, people's parents, loved ones. But at the same time, I can also tune in and see the dark entities. I always work with protection. I have to lower my protection to be able to see what it is I'm fighting against. So a medium will be able to physically, I can sometimes physically see, but I can certainly mentally see what that person looks like mm. or that entity looks like that I'm dealing with.
4: When you're dealing with communicating with those who have passed and have gone to the other side, what do they tell you? What is the other side like? Is it the the renditions of heaven that that art great artists throughout the centuries have painted? Um, do they socialize with other beings on the other side, or is it basically a very lonely existence? Oh, it's
5: a very, very beautiful place. Um, and people will always talk about this other peace mm-hmm. and they will create the home that they had here. They will often recreate, they will recreate over there with a perfect temperature in a perfect world. Their loved ones and they will meet up with their mums and their dads. They'll meet up with who they want to. They're not tied to anybody. They're not tied to have to be with somebody because they were married to them down here. And it just sounds like, always to me like a perfect world. You know, sitting there in complete serenity, a perfect temperature, and where everything just seems perfection.
4: How does your understanding of the other side... How does it work with the concept that many believe that we are reincarnated, we come back? Do you get this information from the other side? Um, Do we come back, or is it a one-way trip?
5: Um... No, I believe that from the information I've had that, that we do come back and that we uh, we, we, we come back. Mm-hmm. And we will, I believe that we plan our lives before we come down here. Not everything, that's everything about it, but there's certain things that we wish to experience, um, whether it's being rich, whether it's being poor, and there's certain things that we will set out to achieve before we come down here and that we will come down. And sometimes we don't achieve that, and so I think we will have a life where we may repeat the same experience several times, just to try to get, out of this growth and our understanding. We're down here to learn. Planet Earth is a learning experience. It's a, you know, it's where we learn, where our soul grows. It grows and it evolves.
4: You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour, Sandre. Sandria, please stand by. Exo Nation, our guest this hour, Sandrea Moss, Mosses. Her website is sandriamosses.co.uk. And uh, we'll be talking much more to Sandria about her book, Ghost Hunting, Demonology, Being a Psychic, and Medium. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. And then the show is repeated in its entirety on the Exxon Broadcast Network and on the all-new DMZ Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers around the world. Once again, if you'd like to contact Sandrea, her website is sandreamosses.co.uk. Dot UK and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the exxon continues we're right here from our broadcast center in Hamilton Ontario Canada dunko away will be right back www.thexzonestore.com
3: If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences, but were skeptical or simply could not afford them...
0: We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you.
1: Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2.00. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer a combo meal. Single item at regular price. ba
3: Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. A Guiding Light, spelled L-I-T-E dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter.
4: Sandrea Mosses is my special guest this hour. Exonation, she's the author of Vanish Vanquishing Ghosts and Demons. Her website is uk. Can you feel can you feel evil? Does evil have a feel? Does it have a smell? Does the room temperature really change <clears throat> when evil is present? Absolutely.
5: Um <clears throat> there are After many physical symptoms that we'll show you before you tune in, um, obnoxious obnoxious smells, Mm -hmm. disgusting smells um, like you can't describe, freezing cold rooms in the uh, hottest summer's day. The the room is very dark. You can't understand why it looks so dark. The lights don't seem to be able to penetrate. We did one um, clearance. And it was a small bedroom. There were four of us standing in this small bedroom. And the light was on. It was a 100-watt bulb, quite Mm -hmm. a decent-sized bulb. And we could barely make out the two other people at the bottom of the room. My friend Lynn and I were standing. We could barely see them. That, was so dense was the energy in that property, that we could barely see them.
4: What ultimately happened there? How did you clear that?
5: Um, The first thing that I always do, Rob, is I never go on my own and I will never tell the other mediums, I will go with other mediums, and one of them has to be a healer as well. I will not tell them what they're up against. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to tell me what's there, and then I know we've got it. When they explain to me what they can see, and that verifies what I know, I then know that we've got it. And I'm guided by my guides. My guides will tell me, my guides will tell me where the doorway should be, what doorway I need to visualise, and what energy we need to push through to push And especially when it's a demonic force as opposed to a lost soul who just needs nurturing and guiding, you know, we will use our collective energy, our birth energy, and our psychic power to push them through that doorway.
4: When you look at evil or demonic force, what does it physically look like to you? Is it just a fog? Is it a denseness? Or do you see an actual manifestation of a figure?
5: I have a video on my website of this one property that we ended up going back to um, um, several times mm-hmm. um, with a demon called um, Jezebeth, And a six-year-old child told me the name, uh, the name of this demon. And, and when I looked it up, Jezebeth does exist. She is a demon. She's a demonic force, um, and from from the bowels of hell. And you can see the video in the stairs. And watch this black line just appear. Um, and you can feel almost like thick when you see it come down. And she would either form as blackness. Um, her, the army that she brought with her was shadow men that would walk across the walls. Um, but when she did it, she, she appeared as a hag. Um, a dreadful hag with grey um, skin, long black hair, eyes—piercing, uh, piercing eyes with slits in them, and rotting teeth. Yeah,
4: sounds like the typical Halloween witch.
5: Um, she was a, a hag. Is the only way you can. Wow. Uh, the, only way you can de- the only way you can describe her um, Is a hag. I also have another I also have a photograph of a, a little boy listening to listening to mum's tummy. Mum's pregnant. So She's to listening to his mm-hmm. little sister and suddenly what appears in between him and his mum's uh, tummy is a claw. Oh, my. It's a six-fingered claw, and you can see it's as plain as anything. Um, there's no, The tips of the fingers are pointed, and I've had to block out his face to protect him, but he's actually looking at it. That child, this little boy, he's about five five years old, can actually see it, and he's the pictures before, he's laughing at his mum's tummy, and then he gets this look, and he's just looking at it.
4: When you're doing a a clearing, or if you're doing an exorcism, if you're if you're fighting up against evil or a demonic force, does would religious artifacts or religious um, uh, statues help? For example, would a crucifix help? Would holy water help?
5: Um, I don't. Um. Yeah,
4: you're you're a spiritualist, so you don't.
5: As a matter of fact, I always wear a crucifix. Oh, really? Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I believe in the power of the cross. I mean, I believe in God, I believe in in Jesus, I believe in Christ, and I believe in the power of the cross. So when I do wear, I do wear those. And I think I wouldn't use them as a tool when I'm trying to work. Mm -hmm. But I think for people who have been attacked, that's something to hold on to. And that's something to push your power through, to try to knock it away from you, is often very, very useful.
4: Tell me about your most riveting case that you've worked on. The one that to Ooh. this very day has held no candle to that one case.
5: Um, it has to be it has to be um um Jezebeth, the demon that I mentioned, uh, the demon I mentioned earlier. Really, yeah? And um, a whole family being attacked. The, the five children had been tormented, and in fact, the family had been tormented for, for several years. they fled one house to get away from it, and she'd found and she'd found them. And, um, Jezebel had the ability to attack all of you at the same time. So she would, she would, um, separate and divide. And when you're together, when mm-hmm. your minds are joined together and you're working as one, you you have enough power to be able to come across, come against. Um, this uh, this demon, but when she separates you by attacking you all at the same time, you're you're weakened. And um <clears throat> took several attempts and had the children. I don't want children ever in the house when I'm doing this kind of work. Mm-hmm. And um, the two little ones had been had gone to um, grandma's, and uh, they hadn't been told that I was coming or what I was doing. And as soon as um, the little girl walked into the door, she was around the house going, "Mummy, Mummy, what have you done?". What have you done? Jezebeth is so angry, you've tried to get rid of her, you've tried to throw her out. And that child knew what had gone on because that demon had gone to her and told her what he had done. And that demon used to wear two faces to her. <clears throat> she used to come as a little girl with little ringlets in her hair. And that's how she got friends with this little girl. And then she would turn into this, into this um, horrible hag, which the little girl used to say she would take her face off and all bugs would drop out.
4: Oh, gosh. Why do these demonic entities
5: yes. torment,
4: you know, innocent people?
5: Um, they, they don't understand love. They have no concept of love because they come from a world where love doesn't exist. Mm. So it, it, what they do is just a way of life. And what they're doing, they have one purpose. They have one purpose to frighten you because every time they frighten you, you give off energy. And they're going to draw that energy, that energy makes them powerful, it's their food. And so that's why they're going to torment you. That's why they're going to frighten you, because they want to get more and more powerful. And the longer they're left, um, the, the stronger they can become.
4: Hmm. So what can people do to prevent themselves from being attacked by these demonic or evil entities?
5: I personally believe, Robin. I know a lot of people won't believe in what I'm going to say now. Is to keep away from Ouija boards. Ouija boards are dangerous tools. They um, they allow us to mm-hmm. to bridge the worlds. And when you bridge the worlds, you don't know at what point that stone will drop in the pond. You don't know what point that doorway is going to open and what you're inviting in. And if you're lucky, your loved ones will come through—your mum, your dad, your nan, your granddad. But if you're unlucky, mm-hmm. you'll to open the door. And once it's here, it's not going anywhere. It's not. Now, once it's broke that veil, it's going to be—it's it, 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 going to be—it's going to be here to stay. And with Jezebeth, um she brought an army through. She had an army, and they were like shadow people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you could stand in the room, and you could watch them walk across the wall, walk across the wall in the most sinister way, <clears throat> with their long uh, uh, elongated legs moving in front of them, their arms moving in, uh, moving in front of them, and they would run across the wall, uh, run across the wall, <clears throat> and on that particular occasion, um, I actually felt one jump on my back, Ooh. and I-, I could feel the in- They're going to go for me because they need to knock me out. They know that I'm the one who's organizing it. They know that I'm the one that's controlling it. And I just felt it come on my back, and I felt it wrap itself around me. And this is why you need people with a psychic ability because the um, three people, four people that I was with that uh, night, one of them, Lynn, straight away said, it's just got on you, Sandria. Um, Of course, which I knew, and that they were able to get it off. Unbelievable! <clears throat> it is you, you, you. When you talk about this, when you talk about these, it seems beyond uh, beyond belief. But when you sit down and you talk to a six-year-old and a six-year-old 6 face to you looks you in the face mm-hmm. with such innocence and says, and puts her arms out and says, and points her finger at you and says, "Never ever play with an Ouija board. They're doorways to help. How does a six-year-old even know what the word a Ouija board means? How does a six-year-old even um, um explain it?
4: That's food for Ooh. thought. Do you ever call in the the powers of of the angels to come and help you fight these these demonic entities?
5: Oh yes, absolutely. Um, whether it's uh, my own um, guardian angels that I'm working with, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's you know other types of angels. We don't have the power, we're just, we're just a source. We're an earthly connection that can bridge the two worlds and all we do is just provide that earthly connection to be able to get these people, get get rid of these entities. So they do the work, not me. I just do what they tell me to.
4: So you're basically uh, a representative of good.
5: <clears throat> um, yes, 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 I'm just a tool. I'm the conduit for, uh, for the other side.
4: I didn't want to use the word "tool" because that 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 would mean that you're being used against your against possibly against your will. But you you've been chosen for this for this fight that you've. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's
0: breakfast, while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them, and if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you.
2: Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and Auto Pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for
4: details. Taking on, basically, you're a you're a crusader. You're a knight for the good side. <laughs>
5: That's a really nice way to put it, uh, um, 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 Robin. I'd like to think I'd like to think I am. I'd like to think I am. I've done this now for, for 15 years. My Lord. And I've never charged. None of the people who come out with me charge. And, um, you know, I've given up hours and hours of my time mm-hmm. um, to help people who are in distress. What's, um,
4: what, what is the psychological ramification on the people who have had the their bodies, their souls, their spirits overtaken by demons, and then... This lady by the name of Sandria Moses comes in and frees them.
5: <clears throat> I mean, obviously, you know, you know, it's just, you know, it's total gratitude. But mm-hmm. there's so much fear left—fear that the entity is going to come back, yeah. you know, fear that that—and um, the mind, the mind is an amazing thing because what it will do, um, as soon as possible, it will try to help you forget, and the other side will try to help you forget that it becomes a very, very distant memory. In fact, I was talking to a mom um, only last week of someone that I went out to about two years ago, mm-hmm. and she said, he never mentions it now. He never mentions it now. She was talking about her son. She never mentions it now. And that's what you want. You're hopeful. They're very, very grateful at the time, but hopefully what's going to happen, you want them to forget.
4: Why don't the guardian angels come and protect those who are innocent who they know are being, or they know that they are being, or going to be targeted by demonic or negative forces.
5: Um, I, I think they will try and do their utmost. Um, Jezebeth and I spoke about the demon, mm-hmm. <clears throat> is that somebody in the family had invited her in. Somebody in the family had invited her in. She'd come through a doorway mm-hmm. um, as a guest, and they, they can't protect against our free will, the other side I cannot take away our free will. But um, the little girl in the house, she showed me some drawings. And I still oh, want that? And she showed me her and her brother asleep. And I said, oh, what's that? And it looked like a footpost to bed. She said, oh, it's um, an energy field. She said, my angel tells me to put this around me before I go to sleep so they can keep me safe mm. when I sleep.
4: Why is it, why is it the younger children? See the angels, see the, see the the good in in, in the spiritual world. And, and why do we forget to see these wonderful
5: things? Um, it's back to what I said earlier, Rob, is that we're born psychic. We, mm. we naturally have a psychic gift and that we lose that in time. And children can see what is happening. They can see what's going on around, uh, is going around them. Um, I've, I've got some fascinating stories in, in my book about children with just with these amazing uh, with these amazing gifts, it's because they haven't shut down. They can still bridge the two worlds. They can still um, and they can still um, re- they can still remember. Um, and you you'll be surprised what very young children can tell you. It's uh, and uh, parents are totally aghast that the child knows what's going on.
4: I think many times in this life of ours, my dear friend, that we misjudge not only the children, but we misjudge each other.
5: Um, I think so. I mean, I think um, um uh, I, I think it is so easy. Yeah. To, uh, you know, it is so easy to uh, it's so easy to misjudge. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's so easy not to understand um, um and what is going on um uh, around us. I think it's so easy, um, Bob, to give your power away to these. Darkness, yes, and to allow it to uh, and, and to allow it to take over, and it's so easy to deny it's happening to you. Deny it. I say to people, "Have you lived with this?" And I said, "Well, I don't know, really." See, I say to them, "How can you live with these obnoxious smells that yeah. that you want to vomit? That they're so it, it's like every rotten drain you can think of." Oh and gosh. I say, "Oh, we've just got used to it, now How can you live in this cold? You can see your breath. It's August. It's a wonderful, warm, sunny day. How can you live in this cold?
4: Sandrea, you and I have to take our final break, dear. Please stand by. Great pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for getting up at this very early hour in the United Kingdom to come and join us tonight on the Exxon. It is appreciated. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Exonation Sandrea Mosses is my guest this hour, www.sandreammosses.co.com dot uk and sandrea and i will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up this hour here in the x zone from our broadcast center in hamilton ontario canada my name is rob mcconnell don't go away www.theexonestore.com Rob McConnell here presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennicks, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologist Welcome back, everyone. This is The ex I am Rob McConnell. My guest this hour is Sandrea Mosses. Her website is www.sandreamoses.co.uk. And Sandrea's got a new book out. It's called Vanquishing Ghosts and Demons. First of all, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Um, well, how do you deal with skepticism? Because I'm sure there are, there are times that you've come across skeptics. And how do you deal with them?
5: um do you know years ago rob i would have argued i would have tried to get the point across um but i, I don't tend to do that now as regards to the mediumship um mediumship is only going to be something that's going to come into your life when you're in need and so while life's okay and it's all hunky-dory and that's great you're not going to consider anything outside the world that you live in so you're wasting your time trying to speak to those people and I know in my heart, I see the fear these people are living in. I see what yeah. they go through and the, the actual torments. So I just, tend to, I just tend to ignore the skeptics because there's nothing I can do. That's where they're at. I respect where they're at. I respect their views. that um, my views remain unchanged.
4: So you are beyond a shadow of a doubt in my book, a light worker. You work with the light. You do positive things. You're out there helping people. My gosh, you told us earlier that you you don't make any money at this. You do it from the heart. Good for you.
5: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That's uh, that's very kind. I'd like to think that I am a Mm -hmm. light worker. I'd like to think um, that's the only thing that drives me forward. And, you know, Paul, Patrick, Dean, Linda, you know, other key members is to help other people. It's to answer that cry for help. That's the driving force that takes us forward.
4: Um, what's your final message for the ExoNation Nation tonight, Er? Or...
5: <clears throat> um, my final message would be to say is that just if you are in trouble and you are in difficulty, seek out a spiritualist church, a spiritual centre, uh, or your own religion. Go and seek help. Don't communicate with them. And that's what they want you to do, is interact with them, ignore them, don't talk to them, stay away from them.
4: And and be true to yourself, because as I understand it, after having the opportunity of speaking to people like you and others over the last 23 years, do not go down a path that will lead you to temptation, that will open up a side of you that is usually guarded.
5: Um. um, um, um absolutely. Absolutely, don't go. You know, don't uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> don't go there. Try to stay pure at heart. We're not perfect. No. We're spiritual human experience, and we're imperfect. But we're okay people. We're not bad people. We're not naturally bad people. Um, and, but you know, don't don't feed your dark side. Because yeah. whichever side you feed, that's the one that's going to grow.
4: Sandra, it's been a great pleasure talking to you tonight. Um, let our listeners know how they can find out about you and where they can get a copy of your book.
5: Well, I understand that it's been it's, it's been launched in America now and in in Canada, and um, I understand bookstores like Pals, I believe are a very big big stores. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing them when I came out to um, I came out to um, Canada. They're available in most big uh, most big stores directly from the Wellings um, themselves or Amazon.com, dot Barnes and Noble I believe another one that was stock um, are stocking it.
4: Excellent. Take care of yourself, my dear friend, and I look forward to the next time that you and I meet here in the X-Zone.
5: Thank you very much, Rob. It's been a pleasure to talk to such an inspirational person. Thank God you bless you. Thank you very much.
4: My pleasure. x Nation, once again, my guest this hour has been Sandrea Mo- Mosses. She is a psychic, she is a medium, she is an author, and I'm going to give her one more title, A White Knight www.sandreamosas.co.uk and the name of her book is Vanquishing Ghosts and Demons. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.